This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Bruchem Abayim. Welcome everyone to a special edition of all Parsha and Parshas Vayigash. Dibala Turim and Parshas Vayigash. This week, I would like to focus just on one short comment of the Balaturim, which really will open up for us a new vista of understanding the whole narrative of Mechiras Yosef. The Balaturim says on the opening Pasuk, the opening words, Vayigash Elav Yehuda, that these three words are Soifei Tevois Shave, equal. What Yehuda was telling to Yosef was, you're not greater than me. I'm equal to you. You're a Melech, I'm also a Melech. And regarding this encounter, the Medrash Darshans, and applies the Pasuk, Ki Hine HaMelachim Noyadu. The two kings have met up. This is the encounter of what the Medrash calls the meeting of the ox, namely Yosef and the lion Yehuda. Now, even though one would think that the lion would certainly overcome, but in nature, sometimes the ox can actually be more powerful than the lion, and this was an epic encounter, and what Yehuda was telling Yosef, you think you're a king? I'm equal to you. I'm a king. Now, this is a very telling comment, and this is a very important comment, that Yehuda had the halachic status of a melech. Firstly, this is probably the most important piece of information that we need to know regarding Mechiras Yosef. Because obviously we have to understand, how could the brothers bring themselves to sell their brother, or to try to kill their brother? A tzaddik? These are the shifteka. What were the brothers thinking? And Chazal tell us, that they made a cherem that nobody could reveal and divulge the what happened to Yosef, then they even included HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that cherem. How could they include HaKadosh Baruch Hu in such a cherem? And the Shlach HaKadosh reveals to us a very important idea, and that is the Malchus Beis David, which is rooted in Shevet Yehuda, already started. Yehuda was the one who Malchus uh, should have belonged to. And uh, to the extent where the Gemara Sanhedrin says, anyone who disputes and challenges a Malchus based David, it's like challenging the very Shechina itself. The idea is, says the Shlach Kadosh, that God's sovereignty and majesty in this world is manifest and reflected through the medium of the Malchus based David. That is why the Kisei HaKavod stands on four legs, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov but a three-legged chair is wobbly. Not until Yehuda was born did the Kisei HaKavit have amida, stability and endurance. That's why when Yehuda was born it says, Vata Amoid Miledas, a Lashon of Amida. And therefore they decided that Yosef, who has dreams of grandeur, they said, Hamaloich Timloich Aleinu, Imashol Timshol Banu, you're going to take Malchus to yourself, you're going to usurp the Malchus, you're challenging the Malchus Yehuda, the Malchus based David. And that is how they were able to summon the Shechina to their side, says the Shlach So the reason they sold Yosef in the first place is because they held Yehuda was the Melech. Yehuda had the status, the halachic status of a Melech. And they felt Yosef was challenging that. Now, in reality, the Shalak Kadr says, Yosef is merely the Yisoid. He galvanizes and conglomerates the people into a nation, and he fuses them together as a people, and then Yehuda could come along and be the Melech. And Yosef did not have any dreams of grandeur of, in terms of Malchus, only to 
bring the Jewish people together to allow Yehuda to take the reins. But they thought Yosef was usurping the Malchus, and that's why they sold him. Now amazingly, the Ramban learns that in the episode of, of Yehuda and Tamar, the question is, how did Yehuda, how was he allowed to try Tamar for Misa? Oh, because Tamar, in Yehuda's opinion, acted immorally? So what? There's no death penalty for a single woman to have relations. Why is Yehuda punishing her with Misa? Rashi, of course, says because she was the daughter of shame and the daughter of a Kain who's Mizane, who commits adultery, is punished by burning. But the, uh, the Ramban asks on that, that only if she's married or if she's an Arusa, but not if she's single. And therefore the Ramban learns that the infraction of Tamar was Tamar was the daughter-in-law of the Melech, the king, Yehuda was a Melech. And her act of impropriety embarrassed him. So it was in the, in the guidelines of Moirid B'Malcha, she was like rebelling against the king, and anyone who rebels against the king is liable to the death penalty. And Yehuda was trying her as a Melech. So this concept that Yehuda was a Melech is a very fundamental concept. It explains why they sold Yosef in the first place. It explains why Yosef, uh, why Yehuda was able to try Tamar. Furthermore, there's an amazing Chassam Seifer. Because the truth is, the brothers demoted Yehuda, Vayered Yehuda, and he may have lost his status of being a Melech. And in fact, that's what Tamar's argument was. Because Tamar wanted Yehuda to be Meyabim her. The only thing is, the Gemara says in Yevamais, a melech cannot be meyabim. A king is not meyabim. But Tamar says to Yehuda, Hey, pal, you ain't a melech. You're not a king. You gave me your seal. You gave me your staff. No one's allowed to use the staff of a king. Why do you give a mere hedyoid, a mere simple person, your staff? The staff of a king is sacrosanct. It belongs to the royalty. Nobody could use sharvitoy shel melech. If you gave it to me, then you're not a melech. If you're not a melech, you're allowed to be meyabe me. That's the message that Tamar sent to Yehuda. Do you recognize whose stick this belongs to? If you're really a king, why'd you give it to me? It must be you lost your status of being a king. If you lost your status of being a king, then you could do yibam. Melech ain't meyabim, but you're clearly not a melech. What's interesting is we could then say, and this is suggested in the Sefer Chavatzelos Hasharon, that she was sending him an even deeper message. That if you're not a king, you can't try me for the death penalty in the first place. The only reason you're allowed to try me Lamisa is because you're utilizing your status of being king. But you're not a king, and if you're not a king, you can't kill me. Now interestingly, the brothers, after they see the aggravation of their father, they come to Yehuda and they demote him. They said, you know what, why did you tell us to sell Yosef? You should have told us to keep him alive, to keep, us, keep him with the family, and, not, and, we, and we wouldn't have to aggravate our father. That's very difficult. Why did the brothers have taina on Yehuda? Didn't they legally and halachically paskin that Yosef was being moirid b'malchus? Didn't we just explain, based on the Shlach HaKadosh, that the brothers had a halachic taina against Yosef, that, that they, uh, uh, they felt Yosef was usurping the Malchus. But there's an interesting uh, Rambam. The Rambam writes in Hilchos Malachim Paragimel Halachaches that anyone who rebels against the king, the king has authority to kill them. He's not obligated to kill them. Yeshloi Roshus Lahargoyim. 
In fact, if you look in the beginning of Erechen, Parak Aleph Mishnah Gimel, the halacha is if somebody says, I give the value of someone to the Beis HaMikdash, so we evaluate that person's value, and the Ma'arich, the one who said, Erech Ploini Olai, the one who said, I'm going to give his value to the Mikdash, he has to pay the value of that person. Now, what if that person was liable to Misas Bezdin? Then there's no monetary payment um, that he incurs, because somebody who's liable to death penalty has no value. But what if that person was a moyed b'malchus and the king was going to kill them? So the Rambam writes in the Parash HaMishnayis, in Erechin, Parak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel, that in fact, the person who says, Erech, uh, someone who's moyed b'malchus alai, does have to pay their value because sometimes the king could change his mind. Rabbi Yosef Engel writes in the Beis HaOitzar, Klaal Pezayin, that from this Rambam we see that when someone rebels against the king, the king has the right to change his mind and to renege. The Maritzchius wrote a sefer on the power of Melech, of, of the Melech, called Teras Nevi'im, where he says, how does the Rambam know that a king has the authority to be moichel and not to kill someone who rebels against him? Because normally we say, Melech shemachal al kavoidoi, kavoidoi machal. Why does a king have the right to forego killing someone who rebels, says uh, the Torah's Nevi'im, well, the Ramam learns this from David HaMelech. Shimi ben Gera rebelled against David, and David did not kill him. And even though David told Shlomo to kill him, but how is David allowed to delay the punishment? That's Inoi Hadin. It must be that when it comes to Merd B'malchus, even though the king cannot be Moichel, but he could forego his ability to kill the offender. The brothers Taina on Yehuda was yes, Yehuda, we know the Shlach Kadosh, and anyone who argues on Malchus Beis David is like arguing on the Shechina, but you have the authority not to be Moichel on your honor, but to be Moichel on the death penalty, and to be Moichel on the selling him, the punishment you have the ability to be Moichel on. So we see that Yehuda's status of Melech plays a pivotal role in the Mechira, in the brothers Taina on Yehuda, and as well in Yehuda's adjudicating the court case with Tamar. One final idea. Who does Yaakov Avinu send to establish the yeshiva in Goishen? Ve'es Yehuda shalach lefanav el Yosef lahayrois lefanav Goishna. What was Yaakov sending Yehuda for? Rashi brings the Medrash. He was setting up a yeshiva. So what's he sending Yehuda for? Levi is the Rosh Yeshiva. He's Yoyru Mishpatach Yaakov. Yisachar is the Talmud Chacham. Why send Yehuda? Yehuda is the mighty warrior. The answer is, says Rabbi Bax, that Yehuda is the Melech, and to be a Rosh Yeshiva, a Rosh Yeshiva will come from Shevet Levi or Yisachar, but to be Ma'amir Yeshiva, to establish a Yeshiva, to create an entity of a Yeshiva, for that you need royalty, you need sovereignty, you need um, spiritual power, and that's why Yehuda was dispatched. So Yehuda meets Yosef. He says, Yosef, do you know who you're dealing with? Vayigash elov Yehuda! You're a melech. I'm also a melech. So the Munkach Rebbe says, so if Yosef was a melech, why couldn't Yaakov send Yosef to establish yeshiva? Says the Munkacher, because Yosef was only Mishnah a melech. He was second to the king. But Yehuda was lo yasur sheva Yehuda. Yehuda was a melech, and he is the most appropriate and fitting tzaddik to establish the yeshiva in Goishen, which kept Klal Yisrael strong until the great day of 
the redemption from Mitzrayim, and we also hope Kimei Tzeischa, May Eretz Mitzrayim, Arenu Neflois. Have a wonderful week, and Shabbos Parshas Ayigash, Haba Aleinu Lataiva. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.